Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. In Lesson 34 of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ, we wish to focus on the Christian Church scattered. We will see this in three parts. First, Philip in Samaria, which we find in Acts 8 verses 1 through 24. Then the Ethiopian eunuch, which we find in Acts 8 verse 25 through 40. And then Saul's conversion, which we find in Acts 9 verse 1 through 31. So first, Philip in Samaria, which you may find in Acts 8 verse 1 through 24. When the Lord Jesus gave the Great Commission to his apostles, then he commanded them to go and to preach the gospel unto all nations. But now we see that the apostles are still in Jerusalem, and they are quite content to stay in Jerusalem. The church is growing day by day, uh, the church is in unity. Uh, they are in a bond of love and fellowship. Know the disciples and the apostles. They have no desire to leave Jerusalem. But then we see that as Satan uses a persecution to try to destroy that church, but God uses that same persecution to scatter the church that it may grow over all nations. And then we see that Saul, that young man whom we have met in our last lesson, when the men who stoned Stephen, they gave their coats to Saul to keep them. This young man, being a very pious Pharisee, thinks that he is serving God by persecuting the Christians. And he is going from house to house seeking to destroy the Christian church. He is taking the men and the women out of their houses and putting them into prison. And then many Christians flee from Jerusalem. Some will return to their homes, but others will find another place to live. And wherever those Christians go, we see Christian churches begin to form. 
because those Christians, they bring a message. They bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so Philip, one of the deacons, also leaves Jerusalem, and he goes to Samaria, and there he begins to preach the gospel and to do miracles. And the Lord blesses his preaching. Many people who hear him and who see the miracles believe and desire to be baptized. But there was a man in Samaria who had much influence over these people. This man was Simon the sorcerer. He practiced witchcraft. So we would say he was a witch doctor and he had much power over the people of Samaria uh, through his uh, witchcraft and his sorceries. But when uh, this Simon now sees how many of his followers leave him and follow Philip and that they believe and are baptized, then he desires to join them. No, not because he believes the gospel, but because he still wants to have influence. And so he also is baptized and joins the Christian church in Samaria. Now, when the apostles hear that the church in Samaria is growing, they send John and Peter to go and preach there as well. And especially because they hear that the Holy Spirit has not yet descended upon those Christians, they pray that the Spirit may come upon them. And when they bless these people in Samaria, the Christian church, then the Holy Ghost comes upon them. Oh, when Simon the sorcerer sees this, he thinks, oh, I would like to have that power as well. And so he goes to Peter and John and he says, give me this power also. I will even give you money to have the power to lay my hands on people that they may receive the Holy Ghost. Oh, that shows us that he understood nothing of the work of God and what it is to receive the Holy Ghost. And then Peter rebukes him and Peter says, thy money perish with thee. Repent of thy wickedness. Oh, Simon, you are in the gall of bitterness. You are in the hands of a Satan. And then Peter calls him to repent. But then Peter and John leave Samaria. They go back to Jerusalem. But the work of God will continue. And we see that in part two with the Ethiopian eunuch. Because see what happens. God sends an angel to Philip in Samaria. And God says to Philip, you have to leave your church here in Samaria. I have work for you to do elsewhere. You must go to that road that leads from Jerusalem to Gaza. There on that desert road, I have work for you. And Philip obeys and he goes down that road 
And as he is traveling on that road, he sees a chariot approaching. In that chariot sits the Ethiopian eunuch. He is a eunuch, a treasurer of the Queen Candace of Ethiopia. He has gone to Jerusalem to worship the God of the Jews. So we notice that he has heard of the God of the Jews while he was in Ethiopia, and that there is a desire placed in his heart to serve that God and to worship him. And so he has traveled to Jerusalem, and there he has found much religion, but he has not found peace in his heart. We notice that because as he is traveling on his way home again, he is reading the scriptures. He has a scroll of the prophet of Isaiah, and he is busy reading in that scroll. And now God says to Philip, join yourself to this chariot. And so Philip goes to that chariot, and he hears this eunuch reading. And he asks this eunuch, do you understand what you are reading? And then the eunuch says, how can I, unless someone will explain it to me? And then he invites Philip to come into the chariot with him. And then Philip opens the scripture for him. He was reading from the prophet Isaiah about the suffering of the Lord Jesus, how that he was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And then Philip begins to preach to him, Jesus Christ. And as they travel and they come to some water, then the eunuch says, here is water. What hinders me to be baptized? But then Philip says, only if thou believest. And then we hear such a beautiful confession out of the mouth of an Ethiopian eunuch. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. <clears throat> oh, that is the confession of the church of all ages. And now Philip and the eunuch go down to the water and the eunuch is baptized. And immediately after he is baptized, the Lord takes Philip away and leaves the eunuch behind. Oh, the eunuch may not end in Philip. The eunuch must learn to know that it is only God that works grace in the heart. And then we see that eunuch going on his way, rejoicing. He has found what he was seeking for. He has found peace in Jesus Christ. Oh, then we need to notice that this eunuch going back to Ethiopia still had a desire to be baptized. Baptizing means much. It means that we are the property we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is what he wanted. He wanted that mark that he could always remember uh, that Jesus Christ was his God and his Savior. Is that what baptism means to you? That is a question that we must ask ourselves. 
But then we go to part three of our lesson, when we see Saul's conversion in Acts 9, verse 1 through 31. We have already mentioned how that Saul is going from house to house and persecuting the Christian church throughout Jerusalem. But Saul is not content with destroying the church in Jerusalem. No, he even goes to the high priest and he asks for letters that he may take to Damascus, that he may also persecute the church there. Oh, then he wants letters that give him authority to capture the Christians in Damascus and to bring them back to Jerusalem and to put them in prison. And so Saul is traveling to Damascus. And when he is uh, coming close to the city, then suddenly a bright light shines upon him from heaven and overpowers him and he falls down on the ground. And then he hears a voice from heaven saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Oh, Saul is afraid and he asks, who art thou, Lord? And then that voice again answers, and Jesus speaks to him, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. O Saul stands there trembling, and he asks, What wilt thou have me to do? O notice, Saul, the enemy of the church, has been conquered, and he now asks, what wilt thou have me to do? And then Jesus says to him, Arise, go into the city, and there I will tell you. And then when Saul stands up, he is blind, he can't see. And so the men that were with him, oh, they had heard a voice, but they had not seen anyone. They were in amazement, and they took Saul by the hand, and they led him to a house in Damascus. And there Saul sits for three days and three nights, neither eating nor drinking, in total darkness. Not only darkness because he can't see, but darkness in his heart, because there he sits reflecting on all the innocent blood that he has shed. Oh, now, judgment to come. But no, God desires mercy, not judgment. And God now sends an angel to Ananias, a disciple in Damascus. And that messenger says to Ananias, go to the street called Straight. There in a house of Judas sits Saul of Tarsus, and he is praying that you will come and that you will lay your hands upon him and that he may receive his sight. Oh, when Ananias hears this, he hesitates. He, he does not dare to do this because he says to the Lord, Lord, I have heard of this man. I have heard how much evil he has done in Jerusalem. And now he is coming to Damascus with that same commission. But the Lord says to Ananias, go. He is a chosen vessel. 
He will bear my name to the Gentiles. Oh, there God already shows that he has chosen Saul to become a messenger of the gospel throughout the world. And then Ananias goes. And when he comes in, he puts his hands on Saul. And listen to what he says. He says, Brother Saul. Oh, he already believes that Saul is his brother in Christ. And then he says, The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the way, has sent me to you, that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately the scales fell off his eyes, and Saul could see again. And he arose, and immediately he was baptized. Oh, then, what a wonder, because as Saul leaves the home, he goes and preaches Jesus Christ. Oh, you can imagine the amazement of the Jews when they hear their leader preaching in the name of Jesus Christ. No, they were not happy, because that is the most dangerous person now, one who was their leader has now become a Christian, preaching in that name of Jesus. And therefore, they desire to slay him. They look for an opportunity to catch him. Oh, they even watch the gates so that he cannot leave the city. And when the Christians of Damascus notice this, then they realize it's not safe for Saul to stay there. And then they let him over the wall at night so that Saul could escape from Damascus and then he travels to Jerusalem. But oh, when he comes to Jerusalem and the disciples and the apostles hear this, they do not trust it. They think this is a trick to catch them. They do not believe that Saul is a Christian. But then Barnabas, whom we have met in our last lesson, comes to the apostles and shares with them what has happened to Saul on the way and how that he believes that Saul is truly a Christian. <clears throat> and then Saul joins the apostles and he also begins to preach Jesus Christ throughout Jerusalem. But again the Jews, when they hear this, Oh, then they seek an opportunity to kill him because they want to close his mouth before the people see and hear what has happened in his life. Then uh, the uh, disciples send Saul away. They say, you better go to Tarsus, your home city, and stay there for some time until it is safe and until God calls you uh, for his work. And so Saul goes to Tarsus, and the church has rest and peace and multiplies, not only in Jerusalem, but now throughout the regions. In this lesson, we notice how that God is omnipotent, meaning all-powerful. He shines a light from heaven, and he strikes Saul down. But we also see that he is omniscient. 
uh, because he even says the name of the street where Saul is and that he has called him to preach the gospel to all nations. Oh, then we see that God, as omnipotent and omniscient, has power to make all things work together for good, for his church and his honor. May we become part of that church by grace through Jesus Christ. Thank you.